This episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by CBDMD. Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done, but don't worry because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep that you deserve. CBDPM blends melatonin and other sleep-promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off of your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. If you're having sleep troubles, try CBDPM. It'll help you sleep. It's helped me. It's helped my wife. I absolutely love it. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Sacramento Kings center Chemezi Metu on a two-way contract has been scratching and clawing to earn a spot in the Kings rotation. In his limited amount of playing time, he's been impressive, and he's been fighting to prove that he is an NBA-caliber player. That's already a steep hill to climb, and now it's gotten even more difficult for Metu as all the progress he has made is being wiped away, a massive setback. Metu will miss the next month of action with a fractured wrist, an injury that he suffered after being pulled off the rim by his leg and thrown to the ground by Jonas Valanciunas of the Memphis Grizzlies. A play that was clearly dirty, but for some reason people want to debate whether or not Valanciunas was in his right to pull a player off the rim and throw him to the floor. And not to mention, the NBA seemed to not think the play was dirty enough to find, suspend Valanciunas, or even eject him from the game. I'm going to talk about that in detail today. Plus, I'm going to play for you a conversation from this morning's show on Sports 1140 HDK between myself and Jay Mars. We talked about whether or not it would be better for the Kings to go for a top three pick in this year's drafts, a.k.a. try to lose as many games as possible, or do what they can to try and make a push for the playoffs, most likely going through the play-in tournament. And I have more G League updates for you. Jemias Ramsey had his most impressive game in the G League bubble. It's all for you on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist. And I've had the pleasure of this week of filling in for Carmichael Dave on Sports 1140 KHDK's morning show. That's the flagship radio station of the Kings in Sacramento. I've been hosting that show with Jay Mars, who you've heard many a time on this Locked on Kings podcast. And we've had some really fun conversations, whether it's about the Kings, general NBA, NFL, MLB. Uh, We are really having a fun time and we will be on the air for the remainder of this week from 6 to 9 a.m pacific time if you want to tune in and listen to that thank you to all the locked on kings listeners who have already tuned in and let me know via the station text line that you also are listeners of the locked on kings podcast i certainly appreciate you but we had a really good conversation today debating something that i've talked about in length here on the locked on kings podcast before and that's whether or not the 
losing, struggling version of the Kings or the winning, successful version of the Kings, both of which we've seen this season, which version is more true to form? I felt it was more the winning side. Uh, Jay felt it was more the losing side. It was a really good conversation, but too long for me to play for you. But there was a snippet of that conversation at the very end where I posed the question, would it be better for the Sacramento Kings to go for the playoffs and try and get that playoff experience for the two pieces of this Kings young core, maybe three if you include Marvin Bagley, or would it be better for the Kings to tank, essentially, make moves at the deadline that could fulfill Monty McNair's goal of clearing up salary cap space while also making the team worse in the short term so they could set themselves up to potentially end up with good odds at a top three pick in what's expected to be a very talented draft. We spent a few minutes talking about that. I'm going to play the audio for you in the next segment. But first, we of course have to talk about this Chemezi Metu situation. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of it, I just have to say I feel so bad for Metu. Like as a as a player on a two-way contract, as great as a two-way contract is, providing opportunities for players to get playing time and and get practice time with the main roster. It's a phenomenal thing that the NBA is doing, but it's still a difficult road. And for the most part, the odds and the cards are stacked against you to actually legitimately earn a rotational spot on an NBA squad. You just don't see it very often. doesn't mean it's impossible, but it's a difficult road. And typically, we see two-way players earn that spot by in the limited opportunities that they get, both in practice but especially in games, by stepping up, performing, and making an impact. And Shemezi Metu has been doing that. He has been more than impressive, I feel, uh, in the limited time that he has gotten. Certainly stepped up nicely when uh, the Kings had an injury to Harrison, or rather Hassan Whiteside, uh, over a couple of games earlier on in the season. Now, he still has a long way to go to prove that he is a consistent NBA center, but he was on his way to doing that. Going down with a wrist injury that's going to hold you out a month It doesn't erase the progress you've made completely. It doesn't make everybody forget about the progress that you've made. But it's a massive setback. It takes away the momentum that he has been experiencing. And a great example of that momentum being taken away and how we've seen that in the past, in the recent past, was Daquan Jeffries. Remember how great that he was playing in the Orlando bubble for the Kings. Also formerly a two-way contract player. Really earned himself a consistent rotational spot and a main roster contract. Heading into training camp, the general expectation was that Daquan Jeffries had a very legitimate chance to make the Kings rotation and be an important part of the Kings rotation throughout this entire season, providing that energy, especially on the defensive end of the floor. But instead, thanks to a back injury and an ankle injury, Daquan Jeffries is now back to having to fight to earn his minutes. Metu is in for the same test, for the same struggle, for the same fight. And the worst part about it is it wasn't some basketball-related injury, a wrist fracture that took place in the normal confines of a basketball play. Chemezi Metu will now miss the next month at least because a player decided to grab him by the leg and throw him to the floor. In reality, looking at this situation and debating who's to blame, Jonas Valanciunas for throwing Metu to the floor or Chemezi Metu for taunting Valanciunas by wrapping his leg around him while hanging on the rim, it doesn't matter. There's no possible way that Valanciunas' actions of throwing Metu to the floor are justified. Zero. There's no place for that in basketball. It is a moment that can only result in injury. And it did. 
But yet, some people want to defend Valanciunas, saying he was in his right to throw Metu to the ground, and that Metu deserved to be thrown to the ground because he intentionally was trying to wrap himself around Valanciunas in a way to mock him or taunt him after dunking on him. Meanwhile, the Sacramento argument is that Metu had nowhere to land. He was hanging on the rim, Valanciunas was underneath him, and they got tangled up. But again, neither side matters. It really doesn't matter if Metu had a place to land or not. It really doesn't matter if Valanciunas was taunted or not. He still grabbed the guy by the leg and threw him to the floor. That can't happen. And to be issued only a flagrant foul and not ejected, not fined, not facing any suspensions, not that that would change anything. I'd rather Valanciunas not get in any trouble at all if it meant Chemezi Metu could get healthy and get back to playing. But that's not the reality of the situation. A moment of anger and aggression that shouldn't happen in basketball from Valanciunas, it shouldn't happen from anybody, results in a young player who's fighting for his opportunity now having to sit out for the next month. And there's a very good chance that the opportunities Metu had earned through his play, he may never see again. I will say too, I wish a Sacramento Kings player had stepped up in that moment, gotten Valanciunas' face, and stood up for Metu. Not that it would have made that big of a difference. Metu would have still fractured his wrist. The play had already happened, and I'm glad a, a Kings player off the bench didn't step onto the floor, which is an automatic suspension with the new rules that are established a couple years ago. I guess it's not so new anymore. But I would have loved to see a, a Kings player get in Valanciunas' face. Hell, the only person that I've seen come out kind of in defense of Metu other than Luke Walton speaking on the dirty play, is Yusuf Nurkic, center for the Portland Trailblazers, who responded to the video of the incident on Twitter saying, come on, Jonas, bro, we can do better than this. Metu, he's a baller. Hashtag fast recovery. But all things considered, the important thing here is that Metu be given the proper opportunity to get back to where he was at and even more importantly, continue on the developmental path that he was on when he returns from this injury, whether it's in Sacramento or not. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, and the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, the NHL, they're in full swing. Not to mention the MLB just around the corner with pitchers and catchers reporting the spring training today, and soccer is coming as well. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, so it's not just sports. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag. Or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And make sure you check out Locked On Bets, the show here on this Locked On Podcast Network dedicated to help you make money on betonline.ag. Play your games and get off the sidelines by using Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Oh, I almost forgot. The promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus is Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use it right now. Get that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. As I talked about earlier, Jay Mars and I on KHDK's morning show had a great discussion today about the Sacramento Kings, leading to me posing this question. What, in your mind, is more achievable, or what is the better route for the Kings to go right now? Would it be go all in to try and get that playoff experience for your core today, assuming you're not moving on from Fox and Halliburton, which of course you aren't, or 
make changes, open up that salary cap, get rid of veteran pieces that'll probably make this team bad and do as best as you can to put yourself in a position to get lucky and land a top three pick. I What is the better route? To me, it's the latter. It's the idea to try to get in. And I'm top three, top five pick in this draft will get you something good, really good. It's about, can we get another core piece that is under 22 years old? But also, you have to remember, the idea is if you're moving off of these vets, and by the way, I'm not saying trade Barnes and Heald if you're just going to get pennies on the dollar. That's pointless. I'm operating under the assumption, all right, you're going to be in a seller's market. You're going to be able to get assets for some of these guys. And Kimani McNair, and this is where he is going to really earn that paycheck, in my opinion. Can he get the Kings in position to grab another major asset in the draft while also freeing up the flexibility and having the assets to trade for a bigger piece that will speed up their growth as well? Again, super hard to do. I'm not saying this is an easy thing that is just like, come on, Monty, this is simple. All you got to do is trade X, Y, and Z, grab these assets, do this. No, as we have seen over the last 15 years, Matt, if that were easy, it would have already been done. See, I... That's where I completely disagree with you, and I completely disagree with a lot of Kings fans. Because trust me, I recognize the value in this upcoming draft, and if the Kings could add another young rookie of the year type player in this upcoming draft to their core of Fox and Halliburton, yeah, you're very excited about that. I'm not disregarding that at all. But if if the Kings aren't in a position that the Pistons and the T-Wolves are right now to where there's a very good chance that they'll be in that spot and have those top three odds. They're in a middle position right now to where there are, what, seven, eight, nine teams below them. But the way the draft lottery, the percentages speak, we saw it last year. That thing was all over the place. Right, but why would you want to gamble against your team? And what I mean by that is why would you want to gamble against the players that you have right now when you, if, why would you gamble against two out of the three pieces of your core to get that third piece? I would rather go for it, get the experience for Fox, get the experience for Halliburton, and try and use that, try and establish the core that maybe a free agent wants to come and join. And I know free agents aren't coming though. You have wh- to do this through trade. Why? Be- like, we've seen why. They're not coming to Sacramento for all the things you said about the culture and everything. Yes. But Monty McNair, I believe, is coming into Sacramento to try to change that. Hence the reason why he said we want to try and have our cap space open to be a big player. And the only way, to me, that the Kings are... I think they have just as good of a chance of establishing that De'Aaron Fox core, gaining attention around the league, and convincing a, not a superstar name, but a big-name free agent to join to be that missing piece that puts this team in the hunt for a fifth or fourth seed. I'm not saying that happens next year. But but that's just it. It doesn't happen next year. To your point, it's going to take a few years to establish that culture again because the Kings, let's just face it, are so toxic around the league when it comes to that. We, we have to really look at that. So if you're McNair, that's the reason why you acquire the assets in the cap space is, and you know, people have kind of drawn out how that happened in Houston, is majority of their stars they traded for. And I think that's what he wants to do. I agree. Now, if you trade for that star and you establish something, then to your point... Yeah, the Kings are going to look like a much better free agent destination two or three years down the line. So, but you got to get there first. So, are the Kings going to have a worse record than the Timberwolves this year or next year? Th- this year, I don't For think they will. The the Pistons, no. The Cavaliers, possibly, but probably not. The Wizards, no. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's do the Magic. Ooh, that's a tough one. I say they'll be right around the same record. Okay. Uh, the Thunder. Thunder, 
have a good chance of being better than the Kings. The Thunder, the Thunder are a game back of the Kings right yeah, now. Yeah, they, just for they have a good chance. If the Kings, if the Kings were to sell off some veteran assets, which by the way, OKC might be trying to do the same thing. You have to keep that, you know, in mind. But yeah, I, no, I'm with you. I think there this are, team there finishes are, around the seven, eight, nine position. There are eight teams right now that are have a worse record and better chance of the number one overall pick than the Sacramento Kings do. But remember, that's with the Kings having this team assembled. Right. I, I still think it's it's in the Sacramento Kings' best interest to not gamble against themselves and to, if they can, try and do as well as they can to win games right now and to get that experience for the core that is already here. You don't have to go for it by making a stupid move like mortgaging a draft pick, which I've seen some people suggest, like uh, moving a draft pick oh, for Alonzo Ball or whatever. No. My thing is you don't mortgage your future to try and go for it today. But I still think with this team that you have assembled right now, you can make a push for it. And if you can, you should. The one thing I think we could both agree on is Monty McNair is going to have his hands full with decisions come the NBA trade deadline. You're right. So you heard us talk about it. Now I want to hear your response to that question. What do you think is more achievable and what do you think is the best course of action for the Sacramento Kings? Should they go for trying to get the best odds possible at a top pick in this upcoming draft or should they go for the playoffs, do what they can to get that experience for this core of Fox Halliburton especially, but even Marvin Bagley and maybe even Buddy Heald? If so, what would you do at the trade deadline to accomplish that goal? Let me know right now at Matt George Radio on Twitter, or you can email me mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. This episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the delicious, best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is better than ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with their 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie, raspberry, peanut butter, mint brownie, double chocolate, just to name a few. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. I'm a picky eater, especially when it comes to protein-based products. And before Built Bar, I could not find a protein bar that I really liked because the taste was just not there for me. But with Built Bar, you taste exactly what's advertised. You don't even know that it's a protein product. It just tastes like a candy bar. And on top of being delicious, Built Bar is healthy for you. It's great for the health-conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie and low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're also great for the keto diet, which my mom is on. I've gotten her hooked on Built Bars. Uh, And now, every single time we get a coconut almond bar, I have to save it for her. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word. You'll get 20% off of your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. I'm always looking forward to these Sacramento Kings G League representative updates at the end of the Locked on Kings podcast, getting to tell you about what Jemias Ramsey and Robert Woodard are doing in the G League bubble. They're playing so well. It's fun for me just to update you on what they're doing. And in case you missed it, both Jemias Ramsey and Robert Woodard played uh, in the bubble yesterday. Jemias Ramsey playing for the Agua Caliente Clippers. Uh, Robert Woodard playing for the Austin Spurs as the Kings G League affiliate. Uh, the Stockton Kings, they elect 
elected not to participate uh, in the G League bubble. But Robert Woodard, who has been playing fantastic so far for the Austin Spurs in the bubble, he had his worst game shooting-wise by far. He finished with just nine points. Shot 25% from the field, took a lot of shots, but uh, just a lot of them not great looks. The shot wasn't falling for him, but he still was very aggressive on the glass, finishing with 14 rebounds, including six offensive rebounds. Also had a pair of assists and a block in just 27 minutes. But Jemias Ramsey, he had his best game so far in the G League bubble for the Agua Caliente Clippers. He finished with 21 points, 47% shooting from the field. Would have liked to see him hit more three-pointers, as that's kind of the MO of his game and probably will be if he's if he's to be effective with the Sacramento Kings but 21 points 47 percent shooting uh, I can't turn my nose up at that also finished with four rebounds three assists and a steal in 29 minutes so good to see Jamias Ramsey have a good offensive performance great to see Robert Woodard overcome a poor shooting performance and still be aggressive on the glass that is your Sacramento Kings G League update Please tune in tomorrow morning on Sports 1140 KHDK's morning show. You can listen on AM 1140 on your radio dial. Hear myself and Jay Mars from 6 to 9 a.m. If you're not local, you can also listen on the KHDK app or on KHDK.com. And if you miss the show, no big deal. You can listen on demand at any time. You can also watch the show on YouTube. Just look up the KHDK YouTube channel. You can watch the last two shows that we did, today's show and yesterday's show. Great Kings content in there amongst other sports topics. I always enjoy working with Jay Mar, so please tune in for that. And if you are tuning in, make sure you uh, hit me up on our show text line uh, and let me know you are a Locked on Kings listener. Also, please tune in to tomorrow and all future Locked on Kings podcasts. I'm so grateful for all the support that you are giving this podcast podcast keep it up thank you so much if you could leave a review for the podcast that would be awesome as well best place to do that is on itunes or apple Podcasts. hit five stars leave a little blurb about what you like about the podcast and why you would recommend it for not just kings fans but all basketball fans looking for a little sacramento kings update have yourselves a great day stay safe stay healthy and for those of you who are in texas or an area that's dealing with a lot of snow please stay warm it's crazy what you guys are going through meanwhile it's still nice and sunny here in california maybe a little rain here and there i'm gonna go hit some golf balls this afternoon i'm not trying to rub it in i promise i'll talk to you next time until then my name is matt george you have been listening to the locked on kings podcast part of the locked on podcast network you are locked on kings your daily sacramento kings podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.